Hello and welcome back. My name's Sam Barber and you're listening to episode four of A Light in the Dark, My Songwriting Journey. In episode three, I talked about Caledonia Dreaming, track two from my debut EP, Hope Love Never Dies, and my experiences writing, recording and marketing the song. In today's episode, I'm going to look at the process and story behind the third song and title track from the EP, Hope Love Never Dies, which, like Caledonia Dreaming, is highly personal in nature. As with all of my episodes, I hope you can take away useful information about the process of writing a song, preparing your song for a professional recording, working with a producer in a studio, and releasing your first song online and learn from the mistakes I made when doing so. Let's start. I first started work on Hope, Love Never Dies in late November 2016 in Hong Kong and made revisions to it in August 2017 in Scotland whilst on summer holiday. The guitar part is quite fast and involves detailed rhythmic strumming, descending bass lines and an intricate little fingerstar motif in the opening bars. It's an intense song, full of personal feelings, but the song is also full of, as the title suggests, hope. Although this song has not done as well as other songs in a commercial or radio sense, it has been played on radio and was the first song I ever performed live on radio, the RTHK3 Morning Brew Show in Hong Kong on the 30th of August 2017. A DJ friend in the UK commented that it was a wonderful thing that I could use music to express and deal with the loss of a family member, in my case, my father, as I mentioned in episode three. The song was written as a promise to my father that things were going to be okay, and a kind of reassurance to myself that it was okay to write about how I was feeling at the time, when in reality, the situation was utterly hopeless and beyond hope. I had the inspiration for the opening lines, you're going into the light on my morning walks to school as the bright rising sun always shone directly into my face. Writing about the impending spectre of the death of a family member might seem quite a macabre topic at first glance, but the song was lively and imbued with a sense of real hope for the future. It was sincere. I didn't want to write a depressing song as my father would not have liked that, but instead one of courage, one of hope, one of solidarity during such a tragic time in my family's life. Writing it was not without tears, I must admit, as the song touched raw nerves and expressed feelings and scenarios that I was only just beginning to comprehend. It was the beginning of a journey, one that ultimately most of us must take in our lifetimes. I didn't know how else to process my feelings in a positive way, so I turned to my music. This is not uncommon, I have discovered, and I've received positive comments from several people saying that they can also relate directly with the song's message. I made important changes to the song very shortly after my father's funeral and played the song for my family at home, which they liked. 
Upon returning to Hong Kong after the summer break, I was ready to perform the song live. And when I was given an opportunity to perform live on the Morning Brew Show on RTHK3 with James Ross, I jumped at the chance. I was nervous, that's for sure. But I was playing my battered old Yamaha guitar, which didn't look great, but as I've said, it's my songwriting guitar. It's easy to play and has quite a loud natural sound projection. I'd been rehearsing for about two or three weeks prior, and I felt like my family were all supporting me. This performance was for them. Performing on national radio was a big step up for me, and I worried what would happen if I made a mess of the song. Hit a wrong note, broke a string, for example. Anything can go wrong in a live setting, but thankfully the performance went well, and I grew in confidence after it. There were still things I could have improved, but generally I managed to manage my nerves and was able to control the guitar, but not as well as I would have liked. I sang mainly from memory, but did keep a lyric sheet on the desk in front of me. Performing the song was pretty straightforward, but recording it a different matter altogether. It took a long time for me to settle on an arrangement that I was happy with before I went into the studio to record it. I was busy with other things and it was well over a year before I got round to dealing with it and deciding. I therefore lost time and didn't follow up on the momentum and great depth of feeling I had in the months after my father's funeral. I let other things get in the way and wasn't decisive enough in what I wanted. My wonderful friend at the studio was helping with the arrangements, but something didn't fit. I wasn't particularly happy with it and therefore kept delaying. This wasn't the fault of the assistant, it was mine. At this stage, I realized that it was not enough to simply record your parts of the song and leave the other parts to others. I had to take full ownership of the song and full responsibility with it if I was to be fully content. This was a good lesson to learn, and as a result, I had to think more about how I wanted to present the song to the world. After some reflection on the song, I set a date to record and finish the song, and in the end, I was happy with the finished product. However, it had lost some of its raw feeling, and I'm convinced it would have been a much better song, and better sung by me in particular, if I had recorded the song in 2017. But, for various reasons, time had taken the raw edge off it. As a result of this delay, Hope, Love Never Dies was the last of the songs of the EP to be recorded, eventually being completed in January 2019 and released on March the 8th on what would have been my father's 70th birthday. The EP was marketed as five songs, but in reality it was five individually released songs banded together on Bandcamp as an EP. What I needed to do was take the songs down and re-release them again as a package. I didn't need to do it, but I felt it was messy and the project had no cohesion if I didn't do it. This took time and money, and I officially re-released as an EP on all digital platforms on the 1st of December 2020. So, I learned so much during the writing, recording and marketing processes of this song. 
It was a steep learning curve, and there were times when I doubted myself and wasn't sure if I could deliver the goods. But I do believe if you have the discipline, the drive, and ambition to improve, an open mind and patience, then you can go far. One important thing I learned from this song was not to hesitate, procrastinate, or delay on a project for any reason if possible. For me, this was not the writing process of the song, but the recording one. I had my excuses, but ultimately, there are none. Especially if the project has started and shows promise. It's better to pursue it until the end, striving to get the best possible outcome for it. If too much time elapses in between, and you're busy with other songs in the meantime, then the momentum and initial raw feeling that brought the song into being may fade. Set out to finish what you have started and don't hang around, for there is always another mountain to climb. Another lesson I learned was to try to take as much ownership of how one of your songs is arranged and produced. Try to be aware of how you want the song to sound, not just your vocals or guitar parts, but the thing as a whole. Otherwise, you might be disappointed with what you have paid good money for. I wasn't disappointed, but I wasn't decisive enough with what I wanted for the rest of the arrangement, because I didn't know what I wanted, because I didn't think enough about these areas. If you employ someone to arrange your song, then it is important to take these steps to have a fuller and more holistic picture of your song. After all, it is you that will market the song, and your name will be associated with it, for better or worse. So you want to make it the best you can in the image of how you imagine the song to be. Perseverance, resilience and patience are highly important in all fields. And the old adage, Rome wasn't built in one day, is worth remembering. Celebrate your small achievements and set targets, realistic targets, step by step, song by song, performance by performance you'll start to see your progress, slowly but surely. After my appearance on RTHK in August 2017, I didn't receive any more radio play until December 2018, over a year later. It was frustrating, but I didn't give up. I kept trying, kept moving forward, albeit slowly. Now, my music has been played on radio stations every month since April 2019. Believe in yourself, believe in your songs, believe in your message, enjoy the journey. Recently, I've been busy building a brand new website, www.sambarber.com. In this website, you can find information about everything that I have been busy with and have to offer. This includes my teaching, songwriting, podcasts, and story writing for children, amongst other things. So do please feel free to have a look. Also, if you would like to ask a question about this podcast or previous ones or anything at all, you can email me at sambarbermusic at gmail.com. In episode 5, I'm going to discuss the last two songs of the EP, Time Catcher and Free Falling. If you would like to support the show, there are many ways to do so. 
You can subscribe to my Facebook page, Sam Barber Music, and also Teacher Ham, and YouTube page, Teacher Ham, for more updates, and join my Facebook group, Sam Barber Music. If you like my music, you can download directly from my brand new website, www.sambarber.com, or from my Here Now page, sambarber.herenow.com. You can also make a donation via PayPal. Your support is sincerely appreciated. Until next time, take care and stay safe. Thank you for listening.